Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Join Josh and Chuck, the guys who bring you Stuff You Should Know, as they take a trip around the world to help you get smarter in a topsy-turvy economy. Check out the all-new Super Stuff Guide to the Economy from HowStuffWorks.com, available now exclusively on iTunes. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Chuck Bryant, right? Josh, you want a bite? I thought you loved me. I do. Take two bites. But it's got high fructose corn syrup in it. So? Well, you know what they say about that stuff. What? That it's, uh, uh, that, uh... That it's made from corn, has the same calories as sugar, honey, and is fine in moderation? You only brought one? The end. And scene. Chuck, I feel dirty right now. <laughs> yes. We were clearly riffing on a popular commercial. Yes. Touting high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a big deal these days, right, Chuck? It is, indeed. Yeah. Uh, so w- Chuck and I are going to talk about um, high fructose corn syrup and you know maybe some of the concerns, what it is, and whether or not it actually is bad for you. It is. So um, we will get to that right this moment, right? Right. And welcome to Matt, our guest producer for the week. Yes, thank you for Matt for filling in for Jerry, who is on vacation, hopefully not enduring any life-threatening circumstances, as is usually the case, right? And we love uh, young and talented Matt, so welcome. Yeah, young, talented, and well-groomed Matt. Yes. How's it going, Matt? All right, so uh, on to high fructose corn syrup, Chuck. Okay, yes. so this stuff didn't exist before 1957. Did you know that? I did. Okay, um, let me explain. Let me explain a little further. Then. Okay. Okay. Um, so in 1957, some researchers figured out that you could take uh, glucose and corn syrup. Mm-hmm. I think corn syrup is like all glucose. Right. And glucose is uh, one of our primary energy sources. Right. And did you know that insulin's job is to actually go in and basically open the cellular membrane to let the glucose in for burning? I did. Okay. Um, Well, anyway, so if you want a lot of energy, you could basically pound a bottle of corn syrup. Right. Just plain old corn syrup. Right. Um, But these these researchers figured out in 1957 that if you added a couple of enzymes at different stages, you could convert – Glucose into fructose. Right. And fructose, uh, Josh, as you know, is uh, naturally occurring. It's a simple sugar that's produced by a lot of different plants. Yep. And it's really, really sweet, and it's more soluble in water than glucose, which is also a simple sugar. So that's why it's good for things like soft drinks and, and products like that. Plus, it's also cheaper. Well, yeah, sure. And uh, we'll get to the reason why it's cheaper in a minute. Did we mention my cold in this one? Uh, no, you have a cold. I and, have a terrible yeah. cold, everyone. I'm very sorry if I do that. So right. my apologies in advance. Right, right. Uh, but we also should say really quick, too, just so people have their sugar understanding. Uh, there's also uh, table sugar is what people probably think of as sugar. That is uh, sucrose, and that's what you get when you combine fructose and glucose. Well, that's what um, high fructose corn syrup is as well. Right. It's, a common, it's sucrose, too. Mm-hmm. It's just in a slightly different amount. There's about 10% more fructose in high fructose corn syrup than there is in common table sugar. Right, which doesn't sound like a lot initially. It doesn't. But Chuck, we'll, we'll Chuck, get to don't, that. Don't give it away yet. No. Okay, so um, 1957, they figure this out. There's the enzymatic action, and then bada-boom, bada-bing, you've got high fructose corn syrup. I get the impression that 
at the uh, at the time it was probably a very costly pro- process. Yeah, in the fifties, sure. And then in the seventies, people went back to it and and uh, they basically um, perfected the process, right. made it cheaper. Uh, now the concept of like using um, high fructose corn syrup. Uh, really dovetails nicely with uh, what we here in the states call the farm bill, and that is this massive bill, mm-hmm. which they they uh, deliberate every five or seven years. Uh, I'm not sure actually. I can't remember either. Um, anyway, uh, the the farm bill uh, pr- gives tons of money to corn producers. Yes, they do. To the point where uh, you can overproduce corn. Corn we do not need because everybody's got a cob in their mouth. And um, they'll still get money for it. Right. Plus, corn is uh, useful in a, a lot of different ways. So, Like corn syrup, sure. right? And ethanol. And right. The list goes on. So we have an abundance, an overabundance, really, of corn. Uh, and Chuck, yeah, that's absolutely true. There was, um, You can use corn and ethanol. You can use it in high fructose corn syrup. The thing is, is we used to, before the 70s, and we, we started throwing corn into corn syrup production. Right. Um, we used to send a lot of that surplus corn to Africa, right, as food aid. Oh, is it so? so in the 70s, on the day that they perfected the high fructose corn syrup process, mm-hmm. some poor Ethiopian uh, shuddered and didn't know why. That was why. Really? Oh, yeah. Food aid's definitely dried up. And people also make the argument that the same, we're going to have an even bigger problem with uh, with food, uh, not just exporting it, but here, too, if it becomes a viable fuel, like ethanol. So they're basically going to be using up the corn for the high fructose corn syrup, ethanol, and there's not enough to feed the world? Is that what you're saying? They'll use it for whatever they can make the most money off of. Obviously. Yes. Good point. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So that was my little aside. My little hippie liberal aside there, Chuck. Very nice. Okay, so in the 70s, we've got the uh, high fructose corn syrup thing down, and the world becomes awash in the stuff. Right. It's in absolutely everything. It is, and it's in uh, products that you would never even think associate with sweetness. Like it becomes, corn syrup isn't very sweet initially, but high fructose corn syrup is really really sweet. sweet. Yeah. And it's in things like crackers that you wouldn't even imagine. And they're starting to put it in meats, too, because it's a a great preservative. Uh Uh-huh. So that's, again, there's only 10% more fructose in high fructose corn syrup than there is in regular table sugar. Right. And everybody knows you should eat sugar in moderation, honey, right? So um, I I guess approaching it in in that respect, you wouldn't really think that there's any kind of problems with it. Right, but it's really taken hold. It has. And also, I think the thing that, that... really started to generate concern is over the past couple of decades, it's become clear that about the time high fructose corn syrup replaced table sugar um, in um, products like soft drinks, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, um, the incidence of type 2 diabetes right. and obesity in the U.S. started to climb as well. Right. I got a stat for you. I want to hear it. If you're talking uh, how much it's really taken over uh, the other sugars, in 1970, uh. More than 83% of sweetener consumed in the U.S. was sucrose. By 1997, it dropped uh, to 43%, almost in half. And the rest of the sweetener, uh, 57%, was high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. And that was in 97. Now I bet it's even off the charts. You know? It's even more prevalent. Yeah. And, and uh, so, yeah, so public opinion starting to turn, which is why the corn counselor, somebody, started the ad campaign. Right. Honey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, 
What's what's the problem? Well, the problem is I got another stat which can kind of indicate it. <laughs> uh, they did a study in of fourteen hundred middle school students, and they found that nearly one third of their caloric intake was added sugars. And we're not talking about like fruits and vegetable sugars. No, add, those are called natural sugars. Right. They're not usually taken into account when you're talking about sugar intake. Right. Added sugar is stuff like high fructose corn syrup. It's not naturally occurring. Right. So one third. And so uh, in uh, 2005, they did another study. Another study. Sorry. And Americans uh, that year consumed 42 pounds of high fructose corn syrup per person. Okay, but again, you can say, well, they could be consuming table sugar. Right. In the same amounts, they could be getting the same caloric intake from table sugar in the same amounts. What's the problem? Why is everyone picking on high fructose uh, corn syrup? Do you want me to tell you? <laughs> Sounds like a great setup. Okay, thanks. I just set myself up. <laughs> you know those like uh, self-ollie-oops? No. You throw it up and then you jump up and slam it? You, you dunk it? I have no idea. A boomerang? Mm, I don't know. It's like a frisbee that you can play with by yourself. We'll go... No, it's not like that at all. It's okay. basketball. Uh, Since Australians are writing in now. Yeah, we just raised their ire. Um, Again, I'm going to set myself up. Okay. Do you want to know why? I'll tell you why. Here's the problem with fructose. Our bodies don't use it like we use glucose. No. Like glucose is such a common energy source for Mm -hmm. us that we can metabolize it just about any way. It can go to just about any cell or organ or, you know, um, anywhere in the body and say, hey, Metabolize me, pal. Right. And uh, all of a sudden, we've got some energy, right? Mm-hmm. With fructose, um, there's only one organ that can possibly metabolize it, and that's the liver. That's right. And the liver has a certain limit of what, uh, how much fructose it will process into energy. Right. And after that, it turns them into triglycerides, which we like to call fats. Yep. So that's one of the problems. Right. Well, and in, since it's in everything from like bread to crackers and things that seemingly in meats for preservatives... It's uh, we're getting way, way too much of it. Sure, it's kind of like that um, episode of Seinfeld where like everybody's eating this low fat yogurt. Yeah, I yeah. just can't believe it's low fat, but it turns out it's not. They had it tested. Exactly. That yeah. Was a good one. So everybody's putting on all this weight, and uh, I think that's kind of what happened to America over the last couple of decades. Oh, yeah. We're unknowingly consuming this tremendous amount of sugar, mm-hmm. uh, and it gets converted into fats very easily, and. All of a sudden, we're a fat, diabetic nation. Right. I've got some stats. I love your stats, Chuck. Right Put your hand lines. on my knee while you read them. I will. Uh, in 2007, and this is kind of makes sense, <laughs> Colorado is the only state in the whole country with less than 20% of its population uh, qualifying as obese. Yeah. So They're I guess, very healthy out there. Yeah, they hike and all that stuff, which is good. Um, and another one, for, as far as diabetes goes, between 94 and 2004, uh, new diagnoses of type 2 diabetes increased by 23%, which is a big jump. And a lot of people think that the uh, the HFCS has something to do with that. Yeah. Way to, way to throw an acronym in there, buddy. You like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Can I say one other problem with fructose? Yes. Okay. It is that there is 10% more in high fructose corn syrup than in regular table sugar. Right. And when you start to eat a lot of it and it starts to appear in all sorts of different foods, mm-hmm. that 10% really starts to add up. Absolutely. So that would also account for why we're a, a much a meatier country than we were before. Right. Except Colorado, of course. Everything's fine in Colorado. Right. Um, but but ultimately, uh, again, back on the metabolic level, um, there's been studies that show that the taste of artificial sweeteners 
or added sugars like uh, high fructose corn syrup actually uh, make us want to eat more. Yeah, amazing. And it's not it has nothing to do with what we're doing with it metabolically. It's the taste. We love the taste so much it's like crack to us. Mm-hmm. So when we eat something that contains glucose, right, mm-hmm. um, when we eat anything generally, uh, there's this uh, chemical that's produced in the stomach. It's called ghrelin. Yeah. I know. It's, it's got a terrible name. It does. But it's actually really important. Ghrelin travels up to the brain and says, okay, stop. This person doesn't need to eat anymore. Right. Here she's full. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got all the nutrients we need down here, so just cut it off for a little while and then we'll, you know, another chemical will let you know when we're hungry. Right. Right? Sure. Um, we don't produce ghrelin when we eat fructose. Uh, okay. So the brain's never getting those signals that it's used to getting Things saying stop. stop. Right. So, which is why you can sit there and eat little Debbie brownies by the box full uh, all day long. Nutty bars. Yeah, those are good so too. Good. Swiss cake rolls ain't too bad either, pal. No, they're all good. Yeah, not to pick on little Debbie. It's a, little Debbie is a fine, fine company and Far from the only company using high fructose corn syrup. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. We love you, little Debbie. So, Josh, I think we're at the point now where we can talk about what you can do if uh, you're worried about something like this. Lay it it on them. Well, clearly everything in moderation, just like the uh, cheesy little commercial says that we mocked. Um, But what you need to do is you need to start uh, checking the packaging of your your foods. And better yet, you can try to start avoiding packaged foods as much as you can. That's really where it's at. I mean, I had a friend that had high blood pressure, and his doctor said you can do a couple of things. You can either get on this medication, or you can start eating fresh foods and avoid packaged foods. Did he go he said, with the medication? No. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, no. He controlled it through diet, dude, and he quit buying anything in a box, anything in a package. He ate Just fresh stuff fruits. he found, like, in the yard? Yeah, he ate fresh fruits and vegetables. He ate uh, meat. Um and his blood pressure dropped dramatically. Well, meats he found in the yard? Yeah, he like ate meat. cats? Uh-huh, he raised cattle in his backyard. <laughs> nice. It was good. Ooh. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's always best to avoid packaged foods. When you look at the any kind of packaged food ingredients, it's, it's kind of frightening what's in there. Well, one of the problems is that high fructose corn syrup is substantially cheaper than regular sugar. It is. So that means the food prices are cheaper, which is... I guess by extension or my hypothesis or theory, I would say, because I'm sure it's been tested, uh, why um, the poorer classes also tend to be the most malnourished. Right. Because the stuff that they're eating is so processed, oh, yeah. so packaged, and so chock full of not just stuff like high fructose corn syrup, oh, but yeah, all yeah. sorts of other preservatives Chemical and additives that sure. we shouldn't be eating, but are cheap and allow companies to produce cheap food. Right. It's a horrible, vicious cycle. Yeah, but you I know mean, try, not- try eating organic in this economy, pal. You can't do it. Well, true. You have to be, like, (laughs) filthy rich to eat organic these days. That's not true. But uh, you know what's not cheap? What? Diabetes. No, that's true. It's an excellent point. And hospital stays and heart attacks. Uh, So That's great. Do yourself a favor. You'll save some dough in the long run if you you eat better and take care of yourself. Plus, you'll keep your foot. Yeah, true. So there's high fructose corn syrup. Um... Uh, we, I guess, we'll just sit back and expect an angry cease and desist letter from the corn council or somebody, right? Right. We love corn. Corn's great. I love corn on the cob, like you would not believe. Me no. too. It's one of my favorites. Yep. Anyway, um, that's high fructose corn syrup, and followed by our disclaimer that Chuck and I actually do like corn and American farmers oh, yeah. and America in general. So there you go. Yeah. And uh, God bless America. Are we plugging anything these days? Uh, we can give a quick mention to the blog. You know, we have the blog on the website you can access. And uh, I think most folks are catching on now. We're getting some good numbers. And Long hell, uh, let's plug the thing that we're making money off of. Well, yeah.
Asher. Okay. The uh, Super Stuff Guide to the Economy uh-huh. uh, with Josh and Chuck. Yep. You can buy that for four bucks on iTunes and learn about economics and get a little better understanding of what's going on in the world. Yep. And uh, is it time for listener mail? Yeah, Chuck. So, Josh, I was impressed with this one. I've heard. This is uh, not a haiku, but it is a poem. And a 17-year-old named Daniel in Colorado wrote us a sonnet. Uh, There's like uh, more than an 80% chance he's not obese. Oh, really? Uh Oh, because he's in Colorado, of course. All right, so here we go uh, from Daniel. I would that there were just one reason why the podcast did delight me fully so, that I might be in hasty time supply, a nicely packaged blurb so you might know. Alas, no single reason will suffice. The podcast is a pleasure labyrinthine. To try to craft a reason too precise would make a burly rope of stingy twine. But in those fleeting moments in the night, one wonders, does one really need to know whether one can really die of fright or if how anger works is apropos. But though it may be triviality, the podcast comes to us completely free. How about that? That was great. I couldn't write one of these. Oh, no. Definitely not. So, try try fitting Labyrinthine in. I know. So Daniel in Colorado, 17 years old, you are is he awesome. A, is he an adult? He's 17. No? Okay. Great. Good to know that he may or may not be an adult. Either way, thank you very much, Daniel. We appreciate your, the effort. And we've always also said you can only gripe so much because it is free, right? Sure. Thank you for supporting that point. If you want to send us a gorgeous poem or just type the word labyrinthine and, uh, in an email and send it to us, um, you can shoot that over to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?